Welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast where you will find insight analysis and the story behind the numbers. Hello and welcome to the State of the Economy podcast. I'm Vinay Kamath, Senior Associate Editor of Business Line. In today's episode, we will discuss the marketing and branding strategies that have made IPL what it is. For today's conversation, we have with us Shiv Shivakumar, operating partner of Advent International, who was earlier a CEO of Nokia, which was the chief sponsor of KKR. And we also have with us Sundar Raman, former COO of IPL, who is now a consultant to CSK and also a promoter of SA20 and works at the confluence of sport and tech. Okay, so let me set the ball rolling with uh, with a question to Sundar. So Sundar, IPL has totally changed the game, you know, where the business of sports is concerned. If you uh, look back on 16 years of IPL, what came together to make it, you know, the second most expensive league in the world today with a brand valuation of $8.2 billion? Uh, I think there was... Um... There was an, an underserved market, if I if I can put it uh, in exact terms. Cricket was was the force of change in terms of consumer adoption. There was the fifty over, which is which has had a long and reasonable run. There was the anticipation of India hosting a fifty over World Cup before that. There was this new concept of T Twenty that was just on an experimental basis around World Cricket, and there was the World Cup in in South Africa, which India went on to win. It was a time and place which served well. Um, what cricket realized very early on is you can't be a global game with you know no more than fifteen or twenty or twenty-five players playing the game in your country or right. you know around the world at about two hundred to three hundred players playing that that sport and and aspire to be a global game. It requires a lot more supply in terms of quality of talent. The IPL addressed that particular need. It was solving a problem big enough. Like any other startup, and I would, I would certainly call IPL a startup at that point in time, it addressed a problem which was big enough and gave a solution and a platform for, for the youngsters to make a living playing the sport that, that they so love dearly and still make a above average wage for a person of, of that employable age. And, and it addressed a large consumer market. I think that's, those, are the, those are the recipes of success. Obviously, the entertainment and, and what went into package it or enhance the, the experience overall. Right. Uh, do you see the IPL undergoing even more transformation, like even a batting icon like Sachin has been suggesting that for the 50-over game, you have you should have 25 overs each as two innings. you think the IPL will even have like 10-10 overs for two teams? Will that change the complexion anyway, in any way? Why fix it when it's not broken, right? right. Um, at this point in time, um, if you have to crystal ball gaze, no one knows what, what the world of cricket is going to be in. In 25 years' time or 30 years' time, and, and uh, it's in a place where it is enabling growth of the game itself. There are more fans watching the game. Right. There are more fans coming to the stadium. More fans gaining that experience, mm-hmm. and it's it's serving the game well. When it's serving the game well, don't need to tinker with it. Right, right. So Shiv, coming to the 16th edition, you know this particular season has been we're getting more eyeballs than ever. So do you think the separating of media rights between Geo and Star you know, is a winning move or do you feel that digital and broadcast rights need to vest with one entity because the rights holder will find it difficult to recover the investments? What is your take on the shift? When IPL started 15, 16 years ago and adding to what Sundar said, I think people like Lalit Modi, people like Sundar, they put in a hell of a lot of effort. That much I must uh, you know, put on the record. It was not easy. There were very few people who were willing to back IPL in the initial stages. 
and mm-hmm. most sponsors took it on a year by year basis very few people committed to a 3 year contract at that point of time and i think the format which was 3 4 hours like a movie with cricket and bollywood like srk prithizenta uh, noshilpa shetty etc thrown in a truly international field imagine you had a ricky ponting was captain of australia playing for kkr right. you had shane watson uh, shane one were just retired and then you had sangakara you had a truly international line so from day one ipl had a fantastic lineup that is something which was absolutely unique shoaib akhtar played for uh, kkr again etc so truly and finally i think the whole ecosystem of cricket suddenly came alive commentators on ground event managers every single thing so i think it fueled itself it was a virtuous cycle right at that point of time uh, media was just traditional media there was no digital even though nokia was the sponsor of kkr etc Right. there were very few avenues and social media had not taken off the way it is today right so it's a matter of time before media got fragmented just like sundar will tell you better than i can ever tell you that when you know it was radio then it was print then when television came in etc then you had fragmentation of media so today when you have almost everyone or 600 million people with a smartphone in their hand why right. would you not sell digital uh, rights separately you know because at the end of the day you're trying to maximize the brand value of ipl right. so i think it's bound to happen tomorrow if there's some other medium which comes through i'm sure that it'll happen so finally all this will get back into the game and they will be winners and losers almost uh, uh, on every dimension you know you cannot get away from that in a situation like this but yeah. is uh, digital the way to go almost certainly yes but equally having said that then the traditional medium like television etc have to rethink what they need to do just like radio had to rethink when television came in in terms right. of uh, commentary okay okay so you have to rethink each medium for the action that it provides or the experience that it provides but it's the right thing to do right. so shiv many uh, a company has built its brand riding the ipl wave you know like cred for instance and i think in the earlier days on uh, parley launched a brand that kind of rode on the ipl uh, but you know some brands have also had bad outings uh, so how can marketers leverage the ipl for the brand you know can brands do something different to leverage the ipl for themselves yeah so one of the concerns i have and i've discussed this with sundar in the past also i think for any event whether it's a film fair awards or whatever it is you need to have strong sponsors uh, sponsors with good reputation sponsors who can do a lot more on the ground and create value for you and build a multiplier effect i am a serious believer in that i worry that a lot of the events in india are becoming one off every two years somebody changes it's virtually like become like changing shirts mm-hmm. and i don't think that's good for the event itself that's my personal view now to the point that you're making about you know ipl was thought to be a summer event so when pepsico sponsored it they thought we will get some benefit of summer because soft drinks sell in the summer etc i don't think that's uh, a tenuous enough uh, you know argument mm-hmm. a lot of brands have come on to ipl now advertising on ipl is costly it's not easy right i would say that if you need quick awareness build up of quick awareness around a new brand launch or around a new innovation launch then ipl is a fantastic platform to do but most traditional big brands do not need ipl because you have already gone on through the year you have a year long program you don't have a 12 week program 
So I would actually say that uh, brands should seriously consider what they are doing on IPL before they put their uh, brand or message on IPL. Right. Uh, Sundar, coming to the point you were saying about you know trying to uh, make cricket a global sport through the T20 and of course now there are different leagues in different parts of the world similar to the IPL, though IPL is of course the, the biggest of them all. Um, so do you think in the future one will see IPL being played in an entirely new market, say like in the US and uh, try and leverage the sport there? I think IPL will be played in India. It's, it's the Indian Premier League. It's, you can't imagine the <clears throat> the NBA full season or the NFL or or uh, the English Premier League mm. being played out of or, or their respective countries. Mm. Um, what each of the countries will end up doing is creating their own version of Premier Leagues or top tier uh, franchise owned or private owned uh, ecosystems. Right. And that's true of football. That's true of every other sport, right? She made a very interesting point about what brands need to learn to do. And, and how to leverage it. it has become expensive, but it is also becoming addressable and accessible thanks to the digital revolution, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you can target at a pin code level today, possibly thanks to the digital digitization. And, and that is allowing a lot more newer advertisers to come. But I still stand by what Shiv said in terms of cricket needs to, and sport in India, and advertisers' mindset to sport in India needs to move from one that of tactical opportunistic, you know, presence to a strategic uh, brand uh, engage, brand consumer engagement leverage platform. Mm -hmm. To me, if that doesn't happen, then you're going to be in a, in, a, in a whole host of trouble, right? Because that that's what sport provides uh, as a platform. Therefore, mm -hmm. the association with, with an IPL at an India level or association with a team, whether it's the Super Kings or or the, the Mumbai Indians or the Super Giants, right. across territories, you know, the presence in India, presence in South Africa, presence in the US and those kind of stuff. Right. Is that going to be a strategic leverage for a global company? Suppose you were, you were FedEx or you were, uh, you know, DHL or you were, uh, you know, TCS. I mean, is that how you're going to strengthen your association across geographies or even Emirates or Qatar, right? I think that's that's where it moves from being tactical opportunistics to uh, to to slightly more strategic as as a leveraging point. So yeah. to answer your question, you won't see IPL being played elsewhere, but but you are already seeing the early days of uh, women's IPL brand extensions of IPL from different consumer segments or different playing groups right. to different geographies. I think that's that's a, that's a trend that one is seeing in the in the immediate horizon. Right. So do you do you see now that women's IPL has also emerged? Would you see, um, you know, junior IPLs or under nineteen IPLs also emerging? I don't. I don't think uh, the the solution is a junior IPL or an emerging IPL. IPL significantly benefited because of the central nervous system that existed in cricket in our playing days, most certainly. And and Shiv can watch for it, and so can you. We used to have the age group, the district, the uh, state, the intrastate, the zonal. All of that is the well-oiled pipeline for the cricketing ecosystem. And mm. they teach you to play the game of cricket, not the format of cricket. They teach you the skills around the game. And the minute you start to introduce competitions, whether, whether we like it or not, when we are growing up, 
we were playing 25 over games and you know 30 over games at best you know 45 over games right the growth of professional cricket starts to happen when they start to play the longer format of the game and truly become you know one with all format expertise mm-hmm. and there have been there have been transitions of talent from you know one to another format whether it's a david warner from you know great white ball player to one of the great test players or from you know pure play test player saying oh i never thought he could play white ball to to the stunning the surgeons of of anjinkya rahane that that you're seeing right so to me it is it is very important that we don't bring it down into multi layered more ipls creating more mini ipls or creating more age groups is not the solution find the real problem give it the proper solution yeah wow. i would say vinay that yeah. thinking about ipl is like saying don't think about it as a any franchise should not think about it as a 12 week activity okay or even a sponsor the moment you think of it as a 12 week activity you're putting blinkers on your marketing brains ask yourself what can i do year long so you talked of junior ipl 18 ipl whatever you want to call it mm. i think the tamil nadu league is a very good example of that yeah how they've taken the concept of ipl and there will be some global concepts like this like for example who wants to be a millionaire kbc was a huge hit but regional kbcs are even bigger with kamalasan with nagarjuna with somebody in uh, bhojpuri hosting it etc or in calcutta they're mm. huge mm. think of ipl as a national concept and you have the leagues like tamil nadu league or the maharashtra league etc and they'll be fantastic and i saw mike hasi and uh, matthew hayden giving commentary for the tamil nadu premier league which is fantastic so that's mm. one so don't think 12 weeks second is age is not a barrier to break the ceiling into the indian team anymore right. you have a good run and you do well like venkatesh ayer did last year uh, two years ago for kkr he was into the indian team or varun chakravarty mm. or now rahane has come back so i think age wise banding uh, for talent does not those are the old days when you said you groom somebody from 13 to 15 15 to 18 etc to 23 mm-hmm. today you seeing uh, people just go through straight uh, like an absolute arrow the next one which you asked about which is will ipl ever be played in a different country i think one format which uh, sundar orchestrated and uh, i backed it didn't work with the champions league right now we tried the champions league uh, sundar was serious about it and nokia came in and uh, you know sponsored it etc today with multiple t20 leagues across the world and i was just uh, messaging sundar a few weeks ago saying i think the time is right now to have a true champions league because you have a south african league you have a uh, england league you have a australian league you have a new zealand league you have leagues all over so i think today is the time to do it of course which player plays for whom will always be up for debate because they are on multiple teams and multiple uh, you know franchise uh, games so but i think the time for a, a true t20 champions league has arrived right so you could see uh, teams from various countries playing against each other absolutely that's what sundar can talk better on that we had some teams coming in from uh, across the world to play and they actually won sundar over to you it was a, it was an exciting um, tournament and and you speak to the players and and uh, how much they loved being a part of something like that because they they felt the the trueness of your community your your team loyalties and your you know competitiveness came up and right. it it tested it tested the world's 
uh, you know, T20 lineups across various countries and various geographies to uh, to to match powers with with one another in different parts of the world. It was held in India. It was held in South Africa. Maybe the time is right, and 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 I I agree with you. But we need to look at this also in the context of how much of cricket has 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 happened, and uh, you know, where do we find the time? We need to get 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 that organized. I think those are larger cricket administrative questions. I just want to. You know, bring it back into the marketing discussion that you know that that you started off with. Right. One is how the sport is marketing itself, right. and therefore, you know, increasing supply and increasing consumption, and how do brands which market using the sport, how are they seeing the sport? I think those are two important questions to answer. Otherwise, everything will start to get compared with the IPL, right. and you know, you you have only four Grand Slams in tennis, and and right. you have only one English Premier League and one. One Bundesliga and Spanish league, but there are like two hundred countries which play football. So, where do we find the 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 sweet spot of brands meeting sport as strategic uh, partner, and where do we find the sweet spot of uh, sport itself meeting its consumers' expectations? Right, right. So, Shiv, coming to the point you just made about uh, you know think of IPL as a year-long uh, event. You see, franchises are, are making the most of. You know the merchandise opportunity, or are they relying more on the share of media rights? Are they leveraging the IPL enough? Like maybe CSK as a team has done that. I don't know whether others have. I think merchandise sales. Everybody set up merchandise departments, etc. I don't think. I think the business model in India uh, is much more media led, much more you know gate receipts led, etc. Not so much right. merchandise. Uh, but that day will also come in my book uh, when that happens. Right. But. When I say looking at it as a year-long event, uh, I think there are different things both the sponsor and the franchise uh, people can do uh, right through the year. Whether it is uh, grassroots cricket at one level, which is sponsored by the franchise partner or by the sponsor, uh, a build-up to the IPL, uh, uh, you know, post-IPL uh, thing, what you can do, etc. Uh, I give you a simple ones which uh, we did. You know, while the World Cup was going on. Right. Uh, Nokia held a series of conversations and you were there in Chennai mm-hmm. where we had Nazir Hussain, Viv Richards, uh, Harsha Bogle, uh, etc. Right. We did a pre-World Cup tour virtually uh, two months before mm-hmm. where we got in our best customers to talk to some of the leading lights in uh, in the cricket world mm-hmm. about it. And post that also we had some events. So even though we are not sponsors, mm-hmm. but we termed it uh, called Nokia Conversations and worked around it. Mm-hmm. So there are things you can do, but it requires imagination. Golf does that pretty well, but golf is a premium game in that sense. Yeah, uh, they yeah. are very, very good at it. And, uh, you know, we can learn a lot from that. Right. So Sundar, I mean, since you've been associated with IPL right from the beginning, um, so I've I've been to Ranji matches in Chepok. I've seen, uh, of course, one day then test matches. And, and of course, I saw an IPL match also recently. And um, how how has IPL managed to attract the different audiences? You know, whether it's teenagers or a large component of women as well. So, how has that been able to draw different segments of an audience into the to watch the IPL? Well, there are three or four parts to this answer. One one part of it is what what Shiv said straight away. It's a it's your your competition is not any other sport. Your competition is for time. Right. What are the options that a consumer has in the three three and a half hours of of time that he's allocating to you? Uh, is it a is it a Hollywood movie? Is it a you know Tamil movie? Is it a you know Kannada movie, Telugu movie, or a Bollywood movie? 
um, you know, you're you're competing with that, and you you are you need to provide something which is as entertaining and as 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 uh, you know engaging for them as they would spend their their wallet on. Mm-hmm. The second part of it is getting the best of talent from around the world to participate. People want to see good competition. Right. They want to see a good contest between teams. They want to see a good contest between bat and ball. They want to have a whole lot of fun. You need the best quality talent to be a part of it, and you know, there's got to be some, uh, some, some out of jail card victories. There's got to be some unimaginable uh, fielding. There's got to be some athleticism, and I think those are stuff that comes with high competitive, highly intense formats of of sport, and and that's that's there in in the IPL. The third part of it is obviously a fan experience. Which is enjoyable. So you come right. to a come to a stadium. You 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 find the music and dance, and you know everything is 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 one level up or one notch up in terms of fan experience. Right. And that gives you a fair bit of uh, a fair bit of you know desire to be present. In the early days of IPL, at least the 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 brief that I used to work with for the broadcast production team is you know make the game look so good on TV. That right. fans should wonder why should I go to the stadium because I get the best view sitting in my drawing room, right? Right. But to the events team on the ground, the brief that I used to give was make the stadium experience so good that people sitting in the in the, in the drawing room, in the comfort of their air conditioning, watching the game on TV, should feel, damn, I'm missing out on something, but not not being in the stadium. Okay. So you are actually working with two different, you know, almost contrasting briefs, hmm. which got the best out of both the teams. Right. And actually grew the product. It was not cannibalizing. It was not. It was not creating a rip. It actually enhanced the product. I think that's how you you have to work uh, to to the almost to the last last point of what 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 I at least I in, in my belief system is the picture matters. The pixels also matters. Right. So unless you you actually look at every frame and say is this to the right mix to the right color to the right tune. Your picture will not be complete. So that's that's how you build build the fan experience, and that's one of the reasons for for the success. And it's it, the current current administration has taken the game even further, right? Even more enhanced. And and if you saw the opening uh, ceremony, the, the the drone show and the sure. artist performances are all, you know, forget one notch higher. It's probably ten notches higher, if not hundred notches higher. I think right. that's the way. That's the way you you keep on improving the product. Right. Yeah. I think IPL. At, sometimes you need luck in life. Sometimes you need timing. Right. I think the best thing which happened to IPL was the first match, which was between KKR and yeah. RCB in Bangalore. Yeah. And I'll explain why it was the best thing. Right. It was the best thing because McCallum had played enough IPL, yeah. enough T20, and he scored a century. Yeah. So suddenly you had in 20 over somebody scoring 225 runs for three wickets and sixes galore, number yeah. one. Yeah. Then at the match started, I think at 7.30 or so. At 8.15, you had Shah Rukh with all the stars dancing on the aisles every time a wicket fell or a four or a six was this thing. Yeah. So the sheer visual appeal of that huge number of runs and Bollywood there, I think was absolutely perfect start which because it was the first match. That's the first one. Second thing I believe IPL has done very well is it's consistently innovated. Right. Some innovations have failed which even Sundar will accept, like we had a break in between for eight minutes, which all the teams felt was not good. So that's okay. gone off now. Okay. okay. So now we have the impact player, which has come in. Yes. I think consistently IPL has rethought the principles of how we can make this 
more exciting and more dynamic. That's the second one. And the third one, a very important one, and I said this even in 2009. Today, you are seeing a lot of women and children in a stadium. Okay, yes. very rarely do women and children go to stadiums in India mm. for two reasons. One is safety. Safety right. is not a given. Arrangements are not a given. Right. Okay. Now, funnily enough for IPL, whether it's the local police, whether it's the local admin, everybody takes pride in organizing a good IPL match. That, I think, is a really good test of the ecosystem. It is not some show happening somewhere where, you know, people have to fend for their own. You actually see the local police, you see the local admin, everybody wants the thing to go well. And right. as a result of which, you're getting women and children into the stands compared to any other game. These are the things which I believe have really helped. Right. That's interesting because, yes, like you said, it, one, it's not that easy to actually get to a match on you because you're to battling traffic and crowds and then you squeeze yourself into the stadium and, and of course, there's incredible heat and humidity. And despite that, the stadiums are full this summer. Even if you see in all the matches, all the stadiums seem to be full, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. So that's uh, what uh, Sundar had mentioned was really the pull of the IPL. And maybe it's also has to do with the fact that two years there we couldn't really go to the stadiums to see the matches because of the COVID. No, finally, as you know, as we ask always in every in every brand in every category, whom do you compete with? I think IPL competes with everybody. Uh, going out for a movie, going out to a park, uh, sitting out with friends and hanging out in a pub, it competes with everybody. Right. And finally, if you decide that I want to go and have the live excitement of it or I want to see the live excitement of it on television, uh, then you're absolutely fine. And IPL provides enough uh, you know, uh, entertainment because finally sport is not scripted. And that, that's a very important thing to keep in mind. Yeah. The moment sport gets scripted, people will stop watching it. Right. This sport is not scripted. So what Tim David did yesterday, you know, three sixers to make Mumbai. Yeah, Indians, that was amazing. You can't yeah. write a script for it. Or the what Wink Singh did, yeah, five sixers, yeah. you can't write a script for it, right? Even yeah. Salim Javed will find it difficult to write that script. Right. So unscriptedness of the game is what is really a, a huge pull for IPL right now. Right. That's very, very interesting observation. So you think those impact players also making a difference? I think it is huge. Some people are saying that it is hurting the all-rounder, etc. But I think it makes the game very interesting. Now, suddenly it's 12 versus 12, not 11 versus 11. Right. Okay, But it is capability versus capability. Capability needed for that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, for those four overs or for those five overs or whatever it is. So, I think capability has come to the fore with the impact player rule. Right. So, to wind up, let me just ask one last question, which uh, both of you can tackle. I know purists keep saying that, you know, the test match is the real McCoy and... Uh, the lament that, uh, you know, the IPL may uh, see the demise of test match cricket and all that. But do you see the potential for all three formats to exist? So what is your view? Uh... Um, see, I think um, there is a space and an audience for every format of competitive balanced cricket or balanced sport. I don't think one is cannibalizing the other, but right. it is certainly not fair to expect the widest consumed version will be consumed across all formats that's that's not that's not expected it's like saying every tennis tournament should be should be benchmarked to the the likes of uh, you know the wimbledon 
or every golf tournament should be should be benchmarked to the to the likes of uh, the Augusta Masters or the British Open. It's not going to happen. There, there will be connoisseurs. There will be set of people who love the contest and the romance of four days, five days as it builds up. There will be people who will who will like the T20 format, and, and there'll be people who like the T10 format for for all I care, right? And mm. and and the ODI format. Each of the versions need to find its balancing level. What that equilibrium is, and and how do we make an economic case out of it? Um, some formats may may end up. You know, uh, being liked and loved and and commercially more attractive, which will go on to support the rest of the formats. But what is important is are we are we trying to make everything liked by everybody, or are there are there uh, you know square pegs and square holes that we need to find for particular formats? I think that's the debate to me. Okay, Shiv, what's your take? I would say you know if you look at Test cricket, I think only matches involving Australia, England, India. and at best in the future world if india and pakistan play they have real interest all the like west indies on the is on the decline i don't know how many years it will take for them to come back mm-hmm. new zealand is a committed team but that's where you can be south africa is on and off that's so test cricket is limited to three four countries so till the average standard of test cricket moves up i think that will be a challenge number one okay i think odi is challenged to find its place and niche odi will be challenged T20 in India will always be a hit. Right. T20 across the world need not be a hit. T20 right. in India certainly is very very big. Okay. But having said that, I think a great lesson for all of us to learn. And yesterday, uh, you know, I happened to be with Tim Saudi for the KKR uh, golf tournament in Calcutta. I was discussing with him and uh, this guy James Wins of uh, right. England. Now look at the way England has taken the T20 principles and brought it to Test cricket. Okay. Now they are scoring at the rate of four point one two or more per over. Right. In on some days they are scoring five. Right. Okay. So the way I would think about it is like we have for brands and a portfolio. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are different types of value in Test cricket, in One Day cricket, and in T Twenty cricket. Right. Today T Twenty seems to have the maximum surplus. Okay. I think when England plays, England is getting that surplus from T Twenty into Test cricket also. Okay, so people would go a mile to watch England play Test cricket because they're playing it in a very different way. Yeah, the baseball. So I think cricket yeah. will evolve, and I think all three formats will figure out what's the best value they can offer. But in the three, like we always say, death in the middle. I think the fifty over one needs, I think, much sharper marketing thinking, and I think it's a good marketing challenge to think about. Yeah, today because all the formats are being played by the same players. Right. you are finding it saying you expect the same same format to be to be i think the truth of the matter is it is it needs to find its equilibrium it needs to find its audience it needs to find a viable commercial economic value for that product that it offers you cannot expect everybody to be playing the same the advantage of the same players playing the three formats as shiv suggested is exactly what what the what what is doing test cricket it's making test cricket more interesting right Okay. And, and uh, you know that's that's you know tomorrow who knows if you if you introduce an impact player from an IPL into a Test match where a team can um, choose an impact player for the second innings before the start of the for their team, right? You may have a you may have fast bowlers playing the first first you know innings, yeah, and you may have spinners replacing the fast bowlers in some cases to play the second innings because the ground conditions change. Yeah, imagine what it could do to Test cricket. Right. Yeah, yeah, you could have two think, impact players, not one in Test yeah. cricket. Yeah, 
you know, yeah. we're playing in we're playing the World Test Championship, for example, at at the Oval, right? Yeah. I mean, imagine if you had a choice to replace one spinner with with one fast bowler in the second innings, because that makes the game even more competitive. Yeah. Any regulatory change, format change, anything has to stay focused on. Is it making the game more competitive, more evenly balanced? Are the best players getting to play often enough? And therefore, is it serving the fans? Yeah. Your your custodians are the fans, and you will do. You will do any changes within the guardrails of the sport, which which uh, which which enhances that experience. Right. Good. So, well, thank you, gentlemen. That was a very stimulating conversation. So, thanks for your time. Thank thanks for your time. Yeah.